0: Hello everyone, I'm Rev. Carla. Welcome to Spirituality Matters. Now I invite you to settle in and let's find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let's be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together here is just as meaningful and sacred as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, today, the podcast is titled The Gratitude Journey. So now here in America, we are celebrating Thanksgiving this week on Thursday, November 26th, and it's going to be different for many of us this year because America still is in the grips of a pandemic. So perhaps you're not celebrating as you normally do. Perhaps you're considering how you're going to bring elements of the sacred or the holy into a Thanksgiving experience that doesn't even feel like Thanksgiving for you, you, especially if you're steeped in tradition and you love the feel and the chaos of family and friends around you, and yet that choice has been taken away from you. Well, my friends, this is the intent behind this gratitude journey. We are inviting you to use this week's podcast as a daily spiritual practice to be mindful of how gratitude shows up in your life. So perhaps... Is it showing up in your life at all? That's the question that you might want to start with this time together. So here's a couple of things that you will notice that's different about this week. We're going to release this podcast a few days early so that you can take advantage of a spiritual practice if that's the way you you decide to use it. So it's going to be uh, released on the Sunday of uh, prior to Thanksgiving. Now you can pick any time of the day to do this but we're going to invite you to pause after one day and just uh, you can journal at this time or pray or sit and just contemplative practice about what this day's experience means to you. So this is a way that you can bring the holy into your day. This is the way you can expand your spiritual practice. This is the way you can expand how you create sacredness in pockets of time, especially where chaos can reign, where we're dealing with this pandemic, but we're also starting to usher in the holiday season, which has its own set of chaos and senses of urgency around it. But I want to start this uh, gratitude journey today by asking you a question. How is gratitude showing up in your life? Is it just showing up as you quickly say a prayer in the morning as you're getting ready to start your day, or as you're exhausted and you flop into bed at night, you just say a quick prayer? Let me ask you another question. Does your life exude gratitude? And if so, how? How does your life exude gratitude? Now here's even a more, a deeper question. Would others agree with your assessment about how gr- gratitude is showing up? Would, in other words, if they were looking at you, would they say that you are a person who exudes gratitude? Have you considered what it means to expand your awareness of the importance and the sacredness of gratitude? Now, friends, there's no judgment in that question. It is so easily easy to become distracted and forgetful To be grateful when you're running around trying to take care of jobs trying to take care of children or pets and you're trying to take care of the added responsibilities that come with holidays and keeping people well this life right now sometimes it feels a little out of control doesn't it But here's the reality. No sooner than we welcome Halloween that November is upon us. And here we are ushering in the holiday season. So for many of us, we're just caught up in this whirlwind of doing, 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 shopping, cooking, cleaning, visiting. And you all know this routine. It can leave us exhausting and leave us feeling out of um, balance rather than fulfilled and grateful. Some of us, we're so comfortable with this feeling of exhaustion that that is how we know that we did Thanksgiving well or we did the holidays well not because we're actually filled with gratitude for the experience but no we gave of ourselves to the, such a level that we can't remember a lot of the details all we know is that we are exhausted and depleted so in these unprecedented times of the pandemic compounded with holidays. That is why we decided that this was a wonderful time to bring back the gratitude journey because I want to remind you of something. This is an old saying but it still applies. You cannot pour from an empty pitcher. It just doesn't work. It's time for you to give something back to you and the way we can do that is if we just pause for a moment and express gratitude for what is. Not what we're longing for, not what's missing, but for what is. So this is a this these are going to be five days of a simple spiritual practice each day that's just it's really designed, for the spiritual but not religious, as you've heard me say that several times. But of course, anybody with any religious experience or if you're steeped in religion, you are more than welcome to join us on this journey. But it is intended to not be religious, but more about just an expansive or an awareness about how we need to learn to take care of ourselves, which is feeding our souls, not just worrying about what we're going to have on the table to feed the body. How are we feeding our souls? Because oftentimes when we are this exhausted and running this ragged trying to take care of all the details, that is when it's the most challenging to find the sacred in the moments, to find the holy in the every day. Not only that, let's not discount what happens when we start to bring in the emotions that can arise from family gatherings. Now some of those are are good and they're memorable, but we also know that family obligations and responsibilities can often mean that we're going to be in family circles that can be very traumatic and very uncomfortable. This especially is when we need resources in our toolbox to help us on our journey. So that's why we say it's for the spiritual but not religious or just the spiritual sojourner. You are welcome here. So like I said, this is going to be a daily contemplative practice, so use this as you would like. I would invite you to pause each, after each day and journal, pray, walk, dance, but consider what is arising for you and how it feeds your soul. Okay, so let's settle in and find that deep heart-soul-space connection. Invite the holy into this space, and let's move in to the gratitude journey and day one. Okay, so day one is titled the gratitude journal. This is developing new habits for better health and peace of mind. And I want to start with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Okay, my friends, there is science behind the wisdom of gratitude. Experts agree that it lowers the blood pressure, it lessens stress, and it even contributes to better decisions on the foods we eat and how we show up in the world. So if we know that there is this much evidence about what gratitude can do for our minds and our bodies and our souls, why do we not stay in a perpetual state of gratitude? Well, a lot of that is because of our fast-paced culture. We can blame that. Technology compels us to be active and online and this real-time experience. It's 24-7. So all of a sudden, where we used to be able to clock out at 5 o'clock, our we are connected with our, our bosses, if you will, and our work all the time. And I'm looking at Mackenzie as I say this, as I think about how many times in a weekend that I might, might ask her for um, something and just thinking without even thinking about what time it is. And so Mackenzie, always feel free to ignore me when I'm contacting you, especially in the middle of the night. But if what Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote is true, that all things have contributed to your advancement, then taking the time to contemplate your life's journey, this is inviting you into experiences where you can meet gratitude. And it is also an opportunity to give light to those areas where something besides gratitude is li- living in you. That's an important part, friends. Are there places in your life where something besides gratitude is living? is there anger or resentment or unforgiveness? Sometimes we are not even aware of it until we realize that we aren't living in a state of gratitude. So when we start considering what it would take for us to live in gratitude, what really comes up are these negative emotions. So this gratitude journal can be something where you're using it after this five-day journey, you might take a moment each day or week, whatever whatever feeds your soul, whatever will help expand your spiritual practice, and just express gratitude and see what shows up. For me, often what happens is I find myself reliving stories from my childhood, people that I have forgotten about, people that I realize how they've blessed me on my journey, and I just love it when that happens because I know I am aligned with my soul and the spirit so that I am remembering the places where I came and how people have blessed me. So that's just my experience, but there's something here for you. If you consider that all your experiences bring you to this place, how can you express gratitude? So that's your question for today, and I would invite you to consider how you can make that part of a perpetual practice to minimize or release negative emotions and move into a place of gratitude. I'm going to pause here and invite you to consider that. And I'll be back soon for day two. Day two of the gratitude journey is titled blessings in the gathering. The quote is in family life, love is the oil that eases friction the cement that binds closer together and the music that brings harmony by Frederick Nietzsche. Family. Whether it's biological or non-traditional in nature, the ties that bind can be an immense blessing and at the same time, tremendously challenging. This becomes heightened when the gathering explodes to, to a capacity beyond the daily kitchen table. In other words, when we're out of our comfort zones and our routines, the creative find ways to utilize ping pong tables and TV trays to ensure all feel welcomed and loved. So yesterday we explored how our capacity to express gratitude for the blessings in our lives can help us be reminded that we need to practice gratitude. And today we are going to expand that experience to allow the heart to be fully open and grateful for those who will be celebrating the holidays with you. Now the busyness of this season and the anxiety it brings during this heightened busyness can invite negative thinking into our lives, as well as into the energy and into the conversations that these family gatherings can have. And oftentimes that causes our heart to shrink back as we protect ourselves behind these walls, and then the conversations become inauthentic and stilted. And this is palpable. No one escapes the fact that now you have re- entered into a place where the experience and the gathering is just something to endure instead of enjoy now there is science again behind the notion that an open heart which is willing to receive and give love emanates this this energy if you will that can connect with others so you can feel it you can feel it into a room when you walk in and you say oh my gosh you can you can cut this energy with a knife so if we're open and willing to share of our time and our love, we know, people understand that that's the energy that you're you're setting for the stage of who is in, you're being invited into your home or if you're being invited into their home. And that's an important part of the, the family experience, if it's available to you. Of course, in every family, there are traumatic experiences that can lead to some very uncomfortable conversations and experiences and I'm I'm going to invite you to hold those off to the side because today I'm talking specifically about not necessarily that the trauma, even though those are very important, I would ask you to consider how those actually even belong in your life. I'm just talking about the ones that are slightly uncomfortable because Your family is a little different than you are, but you honor them enough that you want to be in their presence, even though they can be a tad annoying, even though you don't see eye to eye on things. How can you honor that place to at least show up and build a bridge that's high enough that you can be a part of that experience and hold on to your joy, hold on to your boundaries? And that comes by being in a place of mindfulness and gratitude. So... Here are some questions that you might consider asking about your family members. And I'm using pronouns here just to create the situation, but you'll know how to, to, um, how these questions should be answered, asked for your specific situation. But what can you say is unique about your uncle? What's unique about him? What is the funniest thing that your sister has ever said, or your aunt? How has your family shown up for you? How have they been there for you? Now, I'm going to ask you, if you can't answer those questions in a positive way, it might be time for you to reevaluate how you are spending your time because there's a big difference between family obligation, family responsibility, and a genuine love for those that you're going to be spending time with. But this is sacred, sacred work for you to really understand what it means to you to be in the gathering of others who see you and love you for who you are. You are responsible for the energy that you are bringing to any gathering. And if you aren't capable of bringing an open heart into a gathering, what good are you doing inside that gathering? They're going to know it. They're going to feel it. Family gatherings aren't for to endure. Dear ones, they are to enjoy. There is a lot going on in this day, and I invite you to consider this as you plan for your gatherings that will be coming up in this holiday season. Because remember, family is so much deeper than DNA, and who sees you and loves you and respects who you are, this is the time to consider that. So now what is arising for you as you consider all of these elements of yourself, because not only are you, you considering your, and contemplating the brokenness that might exist in your family, what about your own brokenness? How is it impacting your family? Wow. I pray and hope that you'll spend time with these questions. And now I'll pause here to give you time to consider that before we begin day three. Day three of the gratitude journey is titled, When Who You Are Depends on What You Wear. And the theme is authenticity. I have a quote here from Brene Brown. Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real. The choice to be honest. The choice to let our true selves be seen. End quote. Our true selves deserve to be seen. Living authentically is a constant challenge. Once we examine our struggle with this concept, we typically find that we are living in a paradox. We want to believe that we give little regard to what people think about us, yet there's all kinds of products on the market that promise a youthful glow, and the clothing that assures that we'll show up with this power and confidence, in any situation. These products are part of a billion dollar industry. And why is that? Because somewhere deep down inside, we believe that we are not enough on our own. And chances are that there are products right now in your bathroom or in your closet that you purchased because in a moment of self-doubt, you too believed that you were not enough without them. Hey, I've got my hand raised here. I'm being authentic here to tell you that it also impacts me. But let's make a choice to be real. Because when we choose to be real, to show up as our authentic selves, this need for the superfluous falls away. Now, that isn't to say that makeup or hair products and nice clothing, they're not wrong. It just means that they aren't the sum value of who we are. It means that you understand that regardless of your clothes, your jewelry, your makeup, or the car you drive, you are content with being seen as your authentic self. Because you know why? you are pretty darn awesome just as you are. So I'm going to invite you to spend some time today contemplating the places in your life where you may not be showing up authentically. So as these gatherings of the holidays approach, consider where your thoughts go related to who you are. Do you have a hesitation about showing up because of your appearance? Um, do you immediately consider what you will wear instead of looking forward to the experience of spending time with the people you care about? Because answering these questions can give you insight where authenticity is waiting for an invitation to show up in your life. So this kind of, this kind of practice is just gently opening the door to your heart where you are preventing authenticity to r- arise. Now just pause for a minute and see what's there. Let's bring it to the surface and give it light because then only then your true self can be seen. So what's arising here today? Are you hiding your authentic self in any place? If you just pause and ask yourself that question, I just gave you two places where maybe it could be in your clothes or your makeup or your hair color or anything like that. But there are so many places, dear one, that you can be hiding yourself in that causes you hesitation in moving forward to being with people who you love and who love you? Are you afraid of some kind of rejection, rejection in, this, in these scenarios? What part of you is waiting to show up authentically in the world? Okay, we'll pause here before we go on to day four. Day 4 of the gratitude journey is titled Guarding Your Heart While Extending Grace and the theme is forgiveness. Here's our quote: You will not be punished for your anger, you will be punished by your anger. And that is attributed to Buddha. So, we're going to talk about the pl- the blessings of family and friends. So, This gratitude journey will most likely bring you together with family and friends with whom you have layers of history. Okay, so for just like with so many of us, some of that history may be very messy and broken, spiraling you into increased anxiety as these these gatherings for the holidays draw near. So That means that if that is true for you, as it is for so many of us, these gatherings can come at a very high price if it means that being in pain while in the presence of someone who has hurt you can leave you with so much anxiety afterwards. So it isn't anti-family to admit that you may be dreading some of these experiences. But let us stay here for a moment and explore how long this pain has resided within you. Is this pain still holding you hostage each and every year? So like I said earlier, we have those places where we just have to, oh, that's Uncle Charlie. He is what he is. He tells bad jokes and he smells funny. So we're going to, we're going to enjoy our time with him because he's always been loving and kind to the point where Very traumatic experiences exist somewhere in your past and you have to ask the question, is this something where you need to be going back into these experiences? And if so, if this is something that you feel that you're comfortable in doing, then what is arising in you that's still causing the hesitancy? A lot of times, this arises from a, a place of obligation where you feel obligated because some particular family or friend is demanding your your uh, appearance. And if that's the case, you feel so obligated that your declining the offer is seen as an offense. So what is it that we need to do to prepare you? If that is your reality, what is it that you need to do? Well, first of all, I'm not going to pretend that I we know the answers in something as simple as this gratitude journey. This could be something where you are needing to take a look at have you given this the light that it needs in a controlled environment, whether that's in spiritual care, counseling, or whether it's in with mental therapy, if this is some place where it's still holding you hostage in some aspect of your life, and it is a, a filter through which you define other relationships, I can tell you, beloved, that this experience is holding you hostage, and it is time to get some organized care around your healing. But there's other ways that we can be traumatized by family that's not necessarily centered on abuse. It can be through deception. It can be through disappointment. It can be through other areas like that where we are not forgiving of our family members. And forgiveness is about acceptance of what was before you were hurt. So this is where we look at why are we willing to go back into that relationship or to be back in those gatherings if we are still holding on to forgiveness. And that is what is rising for you now as you consider the gathering. So probably what's happening here is that the restoration of the, of the relationship took priority over your healing. So every time these, these gatherings cycle around, you are perpetually opening these wounds that haven't been healed. So what needs to happen for you to get you to the place of a state of forgiveness? So this is a level of gratitude where we're moving into another aspect of your healing. But when you give light to these painful memories, you can become very raw remembering all of this and just seethe with the anger or the betrayal or the heartache as if it just happened to you. But your healing begins when you let go of the expectation that anything the offending party can do or say will heal what's broken. Did you hear that? Forgiveness or healing very rarely has anything to do with the offending party. No one is responsible for your peace but you. Now, I know that's a difficult concept, even for me, because this takes time and sometimes it takes a lifetime to fully comprehend. So confusion about this concept of forgiveness lies in how or if relationships are restored and if you are willing to expose yourself to more injury when the one who hurt you hasn't changed. That is something, that is where the real aspect of forgiveness comes from, being able to release yourself from the pain, but then assessing if restoration of that relationship can really and truly happen that comes with time that comes with discernment and it cannot happen in a vacuum a lot of times that means wise counsel which can bring up a lot of emotions but that's where it starts forgiveness is about healing you forgiveness it's part of your personal and spiritual journey and it is an opportunity to go within and seek the wisdom that's in your soul that's in that experience so that you can come out of that healed with a new set of tools that are added to your spiritual toolbox or your spiritual resources. So when necessary, you know, based on that experience, when to establish boundaries, when to put armor in place, where to guard the vulnerable places in your life. And more importantly, where do you remove yourself from a unhealthy situation now none of that is meant to infer that suspicious and mistrust become our filter at all I don't believe that I don't believe that we should be navigating our relationships through that we should be mindful of who we let into our sacred spaces and that just means that we take the collective energy of our experiences and that's how we assess who we let into our lives and who we don't and I'm not denying beloved that your hurt may be very real and it may be that this rejection that you, re- you feel or this betrayal or whatever it was is very painful. But the path to healing is one where only you can begin by accepting that life is lighter when you are finally ready to let go of that suitcase of unforgiveness and bitterness that you are carrying because, my dear, it is just too heavy to carry that for the entirety of your life. So for today, I'm going to ask you, what is arising for you? Where is unforgiveness living in your heart, mind, body, or soul? Because sometimes it takes the entirety of your body hostage. And now I invite you to pause before we begin with day five. Day five, we have arrived at Thanksgiving Day. The title today is just a little smoother in your hands. And the theme is humility. The quote is from Ernest Hemingway, and it goes, There is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Okay, so this path to gratitude, it must run through humility. So for you, beloved, if it hasn't happened yet, it is coming. That moment when you least expect it. The agenda of others doesn't align with yours, and with a little warning, you kind of lose your cool. Perhaps it is in traffic or in the grocery line or a customer service assistant or whatever it is. During this time of chaos, someone is going to forget that you are more important than they are, and it's going to enrage you. You may feel like pushing back at this behavior because you are convinced of this self-importance. You have a tight agenda. And also, don't forget, you aren't the only one out there being rude and demanding. So that energy that everyone's creating as we move into this this time and this season of our lives is all exuding this self-importance, and we're forgetting that we are all humans. In fact, it is the polar opposite of humility. This is something that we would all like to believe we have, but we will sorely miss this, especially during the chaos of the holiday seasons. Now, the world religions, including Islam, Buddhism, and Christianity, they emphasize, all of them emphasize teachings on humility as a sacred way of living. Living, It's an important part of a holy and sacred life. So not only does the path of humility run through gratitude the path of to humility runs through your spiritual practice so if we have struggles with patience or empathy and, and and this concept that we deserve to hold on to self-importance we are failing at this critical element of our spiritual practice because we can rationalize that we can convince ourselves that this experience that's happening at this moment in time, for you to be rude and demanding, can be an exception. You have had a really bad day. We have every right to be angry and impatient, but let's be careful here, dear ones. Even when justified, there is always room for grace. Maybe that should be our mantra anytime we're entering into a season of high energy, there is always room for grace. People will remember you for your words and your behavior. So if if your words and and behavior aren't aligning with your inward journey or what you would desire your inward journey to be, then maybe creating more time to invite the sacred into that inward space and smooth out the rough edges that we are showing to the world? Perhaps that's in order. So what is your commitment to change? If those rough edges begin to smooth, as you sit in silence and you're breathing and listening to that still small voice that's inside you, assuring you that you are seen and loved and all is well and assuring you that even if you don't get everything baked that you have on your list or that you don't get every gift purchased, that it is all going to be okay. Now the title of this day comes from a verse of a song that's called River God by Nicole we'll put We'll link that to the show notes because it is definitely worth Seeing, and I would invite you to consider this song as perhaps using, utilizing it in your spiritual practice. It's a beautiful love song, inviting the divine to flow over and through our being to smooth out our rough edges. And we do that by being silent, we do that by letting go, we do that by no longer assuming that our agenda is more important than our time with the sacred and with the holy. So I'm going to read a few of the verses of this song and then I would invite you to find this song on your favorite playlist and see how it can bless your life. But when I close my eyes and feel you rushing by, I know that time brings change and change takes time. And when my sunset comes, my prayer would be this one that you might pick me up and notice that I am just a little smoother in your hands. And blessed be and amen. I hope you have enjoyed this gratitude journey. You will be able to find more of these types of spiritual practices inside my, newly, uh, my new devotional titled Holy in the Everyday. That It is now available for pre-order at my website at RevCarla.com But for now, dear ones, Happy Thanksgiving! Blessings on your week, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. If you like what you heard today, be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. To have your question featured on an episode, email us at spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. You can sign up to be the first to know the latest news about holy in the everyday at the link in the description and be sure to read her blog posts at revcarla.com and follow at revcarla on facebook instagram tiktok and pinterest for more spirituality teachings thanks for listening